previously on the Very Good Comic Podcast. Spider-Man is a character who got his powers from a spider, a radioactive spider. Oh, he climbed on his head and bit his ass. He's so cool. He knows whatever a spider can. Here's Spider-Man. He's coming in there and like he's joining the Avengers. Spider-Man's like pew, 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 pew with his little web shooters. Ant-Man's like, screw this guy. I don't need another bug hero on this team. So he grows into giant man, takes his shoe off, <laughs> smack dead Spider-Man. I was saying, like, how, how useful would Spider-Man be in like Myrtle Beach? Like he could swing down the boulevard and stop crime there. Uh, spider phone? What? There's a robbery in progress. Where's it at? Hold on, let me run over there. Oh my god, they're gone already. I, feel, I can't swing a web. I feel, Aunt May, Uber me over here. That's that's how Spider-Man gets around in Myrtle Beach, with Ubers. That's it, that's it, just Ubers. Spider Uber, Spider Uber, goes wherever Uber drives. Can't take Lyft, cause he's dumb. Look out, here comes the Uberman. So Spider-Man can be killed by a can of raid. I can bug bomb Aunt May's house. Spider-Man dies, Aunt May lives. What's he doing in space? I have now comic blocked you from using wow. Spider-Man. That, that goes the amazing, fantastic, superior, none of them. I win with my amazing debating skills. Spider-Man sucks. You suck. What is up? My name is Hayden here at the beautiful Myrtle Beach Games and Comics, and I am writing solo for the next episode of the Very Good Comic Podcast. And today, we are going to talk about Spider-Man Far From Home. To be honest, probably good that I'm talking about this by myself and not with Chris, because Chris hates Spider-Man for no reason, and he would probably uh, just shit talk it the whole time. So I'm going to knock this out of the park by myself. And you're going to love every minute of it with me. So let's get started. If you haven't seen Far From Home yet, spoilers ahead. Don't watch this episode. Or watch it, but after you've seen it. So uh, let's get into it. Uh, from the very beginning, uh, as soon as they announced Mysterio, I was ready. I was I was pumped. And then I found out, then they uh, spoiled Jake Gyllenhaal as the actor for Mysterio. And holy balls. Uh, he did a fantastic job. Every every bit of it, you know, he kind of took it and ran and made it his own Mysterio. They kind of approach Mysterio from a different, different yet accurate standpoint, which is kind of something they have to do now, you know, because a lot of these characters are made in the 60s and, you know, robbing diamonds really isn't kind of the main theme of the world anymore. So, uh, yeah, when, when, when they made Mysterio, it was one of those things where it's like, oh man, are they just going to make this cheesy old 60s guy that, ooh, look at me, I got spooky fingers, haha. Uh, they did not. They made him very up to date, and they just did a killer job with it, man. So I, uh, I, I really appreciate what they were able to do to keep it like hip and relevant and modern without deviating too far from the character. You know, as, as most of you know, uh, Mysterio has been and always will be a master illusionist. What they kind of did with it this time, though, uh, instead of being a Hollywood special effects artist, he was more of a spurned Tony Stark, you know, protege or some some guy who was working on technology with Tony Stark. And, uh, and th that's kind of what sends him down the path of evil. Uh, now, I will say, having another, like, kind of spurned Tony Stark, you know, person was a little... You know, they went back to the well again because uh, Vulture, in the last one, you know, he he had been 
his operation had been shut down by Stark. So, you know, it, it's one of those things where that was kind of like, eh, whatever. You know, been there, done that, we've seen it before. But, you know, other than that, I can't complain about the movie at all. Just every, everything about, like, the Mysterio character. I, I can't get enough of it. I, uh, I'll probably end up watching this movie, like, 75 times. And even, even the little stupid details where it's like, oh, you're not really paying attention. Like, Jake Gyllenhaal acted so well about acting bat poorly because you know if you've seen the movie he's uh he's pretending to be a good guy to kind of get a hold uh get the trust of all the avengers and all um you know of, of nick fury in that so he can uh so he can kind of take over as as the big hero and kind of prove tony stark wrong even though as we all know tony stark's been dead for a while you know you can kind of tell throughout the whole movie oh this guy's acting a little fishy you know pretty poor acting and you think, you know, at first you think, man, Hall's really effing this up. But that's kind of how it's supposed to be. He's supposed to be, you know, look look like this guy who's setting up a front the whole time. An actually interesting story. If you're into Marvel Legends and for some reason you live on a different planet and don't know Mysterio's a bad guy, I don't know if we can zoom into this at all. I'm sure we can't. I don't know where the cameras are. So on the back of the packaging, it literally says... The master illusionist Mysterio battles his foe Spider-Man using his wits and technology. So the whole point of this movie, or like the first half of this movie, he's, he looks like a good guy the whole time. And they ruined it on this packaging immediately. Unbelievable. But then again, if you, uh, if you don't know who Mysterio is, that's kind of... That's if you're surprised by that, you're probably not reading the back of toy packages um, and whatnot. Uh, another really cool thing that they did with this movie was how they incorporated Molten Man, Hydro Man, and presumably Sandman. Uh, I have heard a lot of complaints. Well, not a lot. I've just I've heard complaints from people like, oh, man, you, know, you, you ruined Molten Man or Hydro Man by only giving him you know, X amount of screen time. And it's like, along with Batman, like best rogues gallery in all of comic books, right? Let's just say they make three or four MCU Spider-Man movies before mixing it up. You can't fit every character in. So just being able to throw these little you know, almost homage pieces of these characters in to just kind of fit them in and show them on screen. I mean, I thought it was excellent. The fight scene with Hydro Man in, is it Venice? Well, uh, which, whichever, you know, like European country they're in. That fight scene where you just see them fighting a big thing of water. It's awesome. Cause what's, what's more comic book than like, hey, I'm a, I'm a web slinging guy who can't do shit because I'm fighting water who's just beating my ass right and just you know kind of kind of the, the the comic feel it gets the that that scene gives you i loved it man i uh i couldn't get enough of it i would have pro- i'll probably end up watch watching that scene like 30 times too just because for whatever reason i just kind of got that nostalgic comic book feel from when he's fighting hydra man for the first time so like i said i thought all of those little you know nods to those characters molten man hydra man and sandman i, I mean i thought that was an awesome way to incorporate those characters, especially considering it looks like they're going to jam a few more characters in there. They kind of continue to s- the setup for the Sinister Six, which is a pretty cool thing. Uh, you know, we already got, we already have Vulture and we had the Matt Gargan Scorpion. Uh, we kind of have Mysterio because if, if you're familiar at all with the books, the comics, Mysterio isn't just one person. Like he gets passed on. Uh, the Mysterio mantle gets passed on a few times. Uh, and it looks like Quentin Beck died. I wanted to... Uh, but he's a master illusionist, so is Quentin Beck really dead? We don't know. You know, we'll see. But just the way they're kind of forming up the Sinister Six, which is probably the most iconic, 
you know, villain group, maybe not most iconic, one of the most iconic villain team-ups in Marvel, being able to see that on screen, assuming they go through with it, it's going to be awesome, man. I'll pro- I, I might not even wear pants to the theater. I don't know if I'll get arrested for that. Yeah, if I get to see Sinister Six on the screen, it's gonna, there's going to be a pants party at my place, and you all are invited. And I do love Lamp, so, you know, there's a little bit about me and what you can look forward to if we get an on-screen Sinister Six. Uh, another pretty cool thing was I started going back and, like, rereading a lot of the Mysterio origin stuff and some of his more popular titles, and holy shit, that is a dark character. People don't usually think, ah, oh, the guy with the, you know, the fishbowl head and the, and the jazz hands, man, he's, he's not scary, he's goofy as hell, you know, purple and green outfit. Some of the stuff that goes on in his little, you know, appearances through the comics, man, it's, it's, it's pretty messed up. Uh, in particular, kind of when he, he finds out he's getting cancer. I think he has a brain tumor and he starts, well, he's like, oh shit, well, I can't beat Spider-Man now. So I'm just going to try to fuck with Daredevil and get him to kill himself. He's, he's, he does all this like crazy shit. Like he, uh, he fakes being a doctor to alter the results of Karen Page from Daredevil. He, he, uh, tries to alter her results to make it look like she has HIV pretty insane and then he ends up just blowing his head off when like nothing ha- when he just when he can't even beat daredevil he's like yeah i'm gonna shoot myself in the head so that's i mean that's one thing they didn't quite go that dark with it but there was a little there was a bit of darkness with mysterio like how he he snapped on his uh you know one of his tech guys and was getting ready to blow his head off like i don't know i thought i thought overall they they, they did a really good job at just bringing bringing kind of the the, the personality mysterio into the mcu now, whether he's dead or not, we'll see. I'd, I'd obviously like to see more of this Hall Mysterio. He does seem a little big of an... Uh, Hall seems a little big of an actor to keep bringing back, especially if it's going to be in kind of a background role as, like, one of six villains. But, um, yeah, just just his his storyline in general throughout the history of comics was dark. And, I and you know, I thought for... Especially for a Spider-Man movie in the MCU... A, you know, a Disney-made movie. They did a good job of kind of giving him this little dark, creepy undertone. Whether you caught it or not, I don't know. I might just be crazy and seeing things that I want to see because I love, I love me some Spider-Man. But um, yeah, I mean, just excellent job portraying Mysterio overall. And I will, I'll, I'll tell you what. When they, uh, what, what, whoever they choose as the next villain, I am very interested to see how they incorporate Doc Ock because it seems like it's a good. You know, good chance with this whole Sinister Six. You have to have Doc Ock. I'm curious to see if it will be kind of like how they skipped the Spider-Man origin. You know, in this most recent, in the MCU Spider-Man. Because, you know, we all know it. We've seen a million times. I, I feel like that might be a way to get Doc Ock in and bring in the rest of the Sinister Six. Just kind of give a little nod to his origin, but maybe not waste all the time on it. Now, what what could very well happen, and I could feel like a dumbass, and they could just not do anything Sinister Six. And then you'll all be like, oh, that guy wasted a whole 30 minutes to an hour blabbing on about the Sinister Six and how good this movie was. That could very well happen, and uh, not my fault to deal with it. But um, yeah, just all, all, the, all the avenues they've been setting up with the Spider-Man, with, the, with uh, Homecoming and Far From Home, it just feels so much more Spider-Man than some of the other ones did. The first two Spider-Man movies were good. Three, we don't need to talk about. Both the Amazing Spider-Mans kind of sucked. Just every, everything they're doing with this one just kind of feels like Spider-Man a little more. Um, Tom Holland again did a really good job, and and they kind of they kind of were able to keep the MJ thing 
you know, that they're able to keep the, their little love story intact and whatnot, but without like making it, oh man, we have to sit through another 20 minutes of this shit. Like usually, usually they'd fade in and out of scenes with like big action. So it wasn't just like some sappy, boring love thing. They they were really able to kind of streamline that and, uh, and, and, and make it not just boring. Uh, that's, that's usually the main thing is they'll get into it. Like some of the Kirsten Dunst stuff just got a little boring for a little bit, especially in the third one. That was, that was one of the things they just, man, I want to see Spider-Man kicking the ass out of dudes with fishbowl heads and, and large bodies of water. I don't, I don't need to see the love story. So the way they are able to kind of, you know, make that a focal point without wasting a lot of time on it, man, I approve. I know if uh, I know if Chris were here right now, he'd make some. I love the Justice League. I love Suicide Squad. Spider Man suck. I know he'd make some sort of reference like that, but he's not here, so it's just us, baby. Let's keep it going. Let's keep talking about Spider Man. We all love it. He loves it. You love it. I know Juan loves it. So we'll, we'll keep we'll keep on the Spider Man tone, the sweet sultry tones of the Spider Man. The next cool thing that comes to mind about. Far From Home, um, is the post-credit scenes. Now, if you, like I said, if you've seen it, you know there were two. You most likely know there were two. If you haven't seen it, I don't know why you're still watching this video. But there were two post-credit scenes. The first one was possibly the best post-credit scene to date. Um, I can't think of the guy's name right now because it's uh, kind of late and I'm a doofus. But they tease the uh, the guy who played J. Jonas Jameson in the first run of Spider-Man movies. And I've, I've never been more excited about a character that most people probably don't give a shit about. But yeah, they, the same actor comes on the uh, the big screen in New York and they kind of showed this little clip and it's like oh Spider-Man's a bad guy we got to kill Spider-Man or we got to get Spider-Man so just bringing him back you know the farmer's insurance guy I can't think of his name do you know his name on JK Simmons there we go uh bringing back JK Simmons like his portrayal of J Jonah Jameson might be the best portrayal of any comic book character period it's insane how good he is at it and just kind of bringing that back, you know, if you, if you weren't really a big fan or, if, you know, if you're a young whippersnapper and or lived under a rock and didn't watch the first like wave of Spider-Man movies, you can't appreciate this as much. But the way he did J. Jonah Jameson, unbelievable getting to see that, getting to see him back there doing it now, whether or not he'll have a, you know, a longer role or if that was just a little cameo that will you know, never see him anymore again. That's, that's, that's to be determined, but holy shit, that was awesome. Um, a plus post-credit scene to me better than most, uh, most DC movies. Not all of them, not all of them, just that little scene. Unbelievable. And then into the second one, you find out that, uh, the Nick Fury and Maria Hill that were on earth the whole time weren't actually Nick Fury and Maria Hill. They were the, uh, the scrolls from Captain Marvel. Um, Talos and his wife, uh, they were they were filling in for Nick Fury as he was in space, doing something, having some sort of a scroll army behind him uh, on a spaceship. So just kind of seeing that, and because because you get a couple hints throughout the movie that uh, wow, Nick Fury's kind of being a dick, or Nick Fury doesn't seem like regular Nick Fury or whatever. And yeah, it ends up being Talos and his wife the whole time. Kind of heading up S.H.I.E.L.D. on Earth, which is kind of cool. You know, it's kind of a silly scene. I know they're, like, making jokes and whatnot. That one was interesting. That was cool, you know, kind of at the end of it, it kind of showed maybe the importance that the scrolls or the kind of the larger size role the scrolls will have in Phase 4. Not nearly as cool as the first post-credit scene, if you ask me, but it was still cool. It kind of it gave us a look into what, you know, what Phase 4 is going to bring us in terms of the scrolls. You didn't know if that, you know, if Captain Marvel was just going to be the end of them or what. But yeah, it, two fantastic post-credit scenes. Overall, if I had to grade the movie, I'd give it five and a half shields out of five. Is that good? 
I'm going to watch it that many times, five and a half times every day. If you haven't seen it, again, don't know why you're still watching this, but go watch it immediately. A-plus movie, which should be out on DVD within like a month or two. And if you have seen it, go watch it again because it's that good. For whatever next, whatever role Spider-Man has in the in the upcoming phases, loved it. We'll be watching this movie again without pants on quite a few times. All right, so we are at the end of the show here. So you know the drill. We're going to run you down all our social media things that you need to check out right now. Not in five minutes, not in ten minutes, not tomorrow. Right now. Uh, go check us out on Facebook.com slash VeryGoodComicPod. Check us out on VeryGoodPodcast.com. Check us out on YouTube.com slash MyrtleBeachGames. Listen on the Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. We also have merch now. Uh, if you go check out store.VeryGoodPodcast.com. A shout out here. Uh, if you like magic, which I like magic. Check out Casual Tryhard MTG. If, if you need to know anything about, you know, standard, modern, whatever, check those guys out. They know what they're talking about. One's a, one's a doctor and a professor. The other one is like number two or one on the uh, arm wrestling rankings at our store. So be sure to check out Casual Tryhard MTG. And uh, we will see you next week with two people. Have a good one. Out. Out.